It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. I am often imitated but never duplicated. I am the man, WB, and I hope you all having a wonderful day, a.k.a. William Barber. Uh, if you did not get a chance to watch the clash, the bush crash, I'm sorry, bush class, uh, crash, cr- whatever, uh, Daytona this past weekend, boys and girls, man, everything got tore up but the three car. Uh, this week here on Southern Race Week, we're going to catch up with Chase Elliott. He didn't fare too well at that event, and uh, we're going to talk with him about what we can look forward to or what he thinks you can expect when you watch the Daytona 500 and uh, talk to him a little bit about uh, what, uh, what all he does when he's not driving a car and uh, how you can find and follow him and how you can come see him at an event coming up with atlanta motor speedway and the georgia racing hall of fame all right as always too we're going to catch up with uh, our good buddy alfie and he's going to talk give us some little highlights from the uh the daytona 500 media day and he's going to also catch up with uh natalie decker i'm kelly status pit reporter for nascar on nbc and you're listening to southern race week all right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. If you have been living under a rock, you will probably say, who you got on the air coming up, Dead WB? Well, let me tell you who we got. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, the driver of the number nine Chevrolet, who is making his way to the top and is going to win it all in 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome none other than Chase Elliott. Chase, welcome to the show. Quite the, uh, quite the introduction there. I appreciate that. Hey, man. Hey, it's, uh, it's an honor to have you back on the show with us and everything, brother. And uh, listen, as we get ready to uh, to go into Daytona and, we, and we're going to Vegas, and then we're coming back home to Atlanta, uh, what is Chase Elliott and the Hendrick Motorsports team doing to, to get psyched up and ready to go for this uh, 2020 season? You know, trying to chip away at, at uh, getting a little better, you know, or um... – you know, have some some changes coming with uh, with Chevrolet and and a new body this year. So we really hope that that's better um, for us, and and we have some uh, some performance um, improvements from you know from the past year too. And uh, really outside that, just kind of business as usual. Um, you know, always trying to improve, trying to find that next thing, and trying to figure out how to you know how to how to push things as far as you can within the rule book to go fast. And, right. Um, Whoever can do that the best typically is who does the best. Well, man, and all the testing that I've seen from uh, the Hendrick Motorsports team, and, you know, and following you, um, looked like at Daytona, brother. You'd have had to dig up the track to, to put a to put a lane in to get y'all's cars any lower there. Y'all are, y'all got those things flat to the track, man. They are for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I don't know that's ever going to change you know you can't unlearn the things that you um the things that you already know as a team right uh, so yeah i mean cars being low or fast and that's the fast way around so that's probably not going away 
Hey, if you just join us here, we got Chase Elliott, uh, Georgia boy, on the old uh, Food Depot hotline here. Chase, uh, you know I've been uh, I've been watching you uh, since you know you know everything that you've ever raced, and uh, especially on the late bottle circuit. Uh, you know I know you got some time in the Legends cars and stuff. Um, what piece of advice could you give our listeners that uh, maybe have a son or a daughter that's uh, that they're looking for a sport for them to get into that's not as dangerous as soccer? Apparently is. <laughs> <laughs> to be oh <laughs> <laughs> well, man you got to do is what you enjoy you know and and uh you also have to you get older as you get smarter and you learn more about about different things put that wisdom to use and um you know do what's best for you for that and that and that may change over time um you know i was i was really lucky to to want to race as a kid and i had some great opportunities to do that um but i have other friends who wanted to do certain things when they were younger and as they got older that kind of changed and their their pathway of them being happy um turned a different direction and they found that so you know i think you have to you have to learn as you get older and, and do what's best for you no matter no matter what it is well listen chase i know that you are thoroughly a you're probably one of the best out the gate guys that i've ever seen come onto the to the racing scene that literally uh knows that you gotta win on the track and you've got to win with the sponsors and you do such a great job with that uh you and i did an event up at a napa in atlanta one time uh, where you signed autographs and stuff uh how 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 cool is it to have such a great diverse a group of sponsors that you can be able to pivot and do different things with yeah, yeah, I've been really lucky. I have some great partners. Napa just just signed on for for uh, another two years, so have have three more seasons with them right now, including including this year. So that was a good deal. We announced that yesterday. Yeah, I've been been lucky. I mean, all of our partners are, are crucial pieces to performance on Sundays, and try to work together with them to give them what they need. And I feel like they've had the respect for me to. Um, you know, be able to focus on my job and do my thing too. And really that's all you can ask for out of a partner. So I've been, I've been uh, very lucky and, and I look forward to, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make all those folks happy and, and, uh, you know, get people to buy some, buy some Napa auto parts and, uh, and, and also, uh, you know, eat a lot of wings with Hooters, drink a Mountain Dew. And, 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 and when you're about to sell your truck, go on Kelly Blue Book and, and see what it's worth well now speaking of trucks i know that uh you and i have a mutual friend that uh that used to be in the truck business so trent uh with rocky ridge trucks you uh you still like driving them lifted up trucks and stuff uh not as not as much anymore you know they're um those folks are really good to me the the coffin family were were great folks and and um i enjoy getting to know them over the years as they kind of migrated out of that world i kind of migrated with them i, I haven't been as involved with them they they kind of sold out there and, yeah yeah uh, since then i haven't uh you know haven't had haven't really been around that side of things much so yeah. i can't say i do i know that's what that's what terrible is i at the same time i lost my uh i lost my endorsement deal my truck and everything else i mean i'm having to drive a hyundai for god's sakes i mean come on i mean <laughs> <laughs> hey listen um chase if um if somebody wanted to find you and follow you and learn more about you, what is your favorite social media platform that, that is your go-to? Because I see you engaging a lot with folks. Uh, yeah, I feel like Instagram for me nowadays is probably the thing I use the most. Um, I enjoy photos. I never like to read much. I always <laughs> like books that had the pictures in them. So exactly. that's kind of what I think about Instagram. 
gotcha, gotcha. All right, then. Well, let me uh, let me ask you. Going into uh, taking what we've learned from the uh, uh, the Bush crash. I mean, the Bush clash. I think they should change the name Bush because that was carnage, man. Yeah. Going from it was. That, <laughs> I mean, it's like what in the world? And then you know, I, I'm glad the teammates helped each other there toward the end. But um, what if anything can you take away from from that day and that experience on the track to bring into the Daytona 500? Uh, just make sure your seatbelts are getting tight Sunday because there's probably a good chance that you hit something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, what, let me ask you. I, I, I assume that Atlanta Motor Speedway is kind of your home track, uh, being that you're from Georgia and everything. But uh, what are you know? And you have great success right out the gate at Watkins Glen. Are there are there tracks? And you don't have to mention names, but are there some tracks that you just go, man? I wish that wasn't on the schedule. Sometimes. Oh man, there's a lot of those for me. <laughs> um, and, and it really just depends on how you do. You know, I feel like if you're having success at a place, you're going to enjoy going there. Um, if you're not, you probably aren't going to enjoy it as much. And that's just kind of that's just kind of the way it is um, from from our standpoint. You know, from the fan standpoint, it, it might even be a place that they don't think is super exciting. But if you're doing well, I'm probably going to like it even if you don't. So right. Well, you know, I used to, as the being the, you know, the, the the lazy boy quarterback or the lazy boy crew chief, used to say that you know, watching uh, road course races uh, is just not really a cool, not fun. I mean, but after you know, watching them and going to them, you know, years and years ago, those those can be some of the you know compelling and and, and strategic styles of racing that you can see sometimes, man. Yeah. They are for sure, and it's a different, it's a bit of a different animal um, as far as the strategy stuff goes. And, and I do think there's some there's some entertainment in that. So, yeah, you know, it's hey, to each their own. Whoever likes it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, but it's on the schedule either way, and there's really nothing uh, nothing we can do about it. Well, if uh, I got a, a question here from a listener from Southern Race Week's Facebook page, uh, Tanya. Jones wants to know from Stockbridge, Georgia. Tanya wants to know what does Chase Elliott do when Chase Elliott is not driving a race car? I bet you hear that a thousand times, boy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a new one. Uh, <laughs> so no, thanks, but, thanks, Tanya, uh, for such an original question. <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, but you know, yeah, I think you know we do a lot of traveling, really. And if you're not if you're not at the track, you're probably either going home from the track or trying to get to the next one. Um, you know, so. A lot of travel, I would say, more than anything. Now, I know that your dad get uh, got bit many years ago by the pilot bug. Uh, have you have you gotten bit by that? Are you flying now? Yeah, I enjoy flying. Uh, do, do a little flying. He's been flying a lot longer than me, but, but I do enjoy it myself. Chase, listen, brother, we sure do appreciate your time. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, driver of the number 33 Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie continuing this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we're getting closer and closer to the running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500, coming up on Sunday. Television coverage will be on Fox TV. Pre-race will begin at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. MRN Radio will have the radio coverage for you. Their pre-race coverage will begin at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can go to MRN.com to stream the race online or check to see if a radio station near your area takes and carries MRN coverage 
of NASCAR. So very excited for Sunday afternoon's race. And uh, the green flag will drop a little bit after 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now, earlier this week in Daytona, they had the big Daytona 500 media day where all the crew chiefs and drivers head on over to Daytona International Speedway and spent hours upon hours talking with the media about Daytona, about the upcoming 2020 season, so much going on, so many different drivers attending. So we're going to kind of break it down for you. We'll bring you some of the audio clips that I have collected from uh, thank you to uh, NASCARmedia.com, and they are providing us with these uh, video clips that they got during uh, Media Day at uh, Daytona International Speedway, which took place earlier this week. Now, of course, many of the drivers that a lot of us are going to be focusing on in 2020 is Jimmy Johnson, This was, since this will be his final full-time season in the Cup Series. So this will be his final running of the Daytona 500. And one of the questions that the member of the media asked is if he's going to have any special guests that will be joining him at this weekend's Daytona 500. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of friends coming, celebrity side or uh, you know, big name side. There's there's no one to this race that, that's coming, but certainly some friends. I have some high school friends that are coming out, some other friends from L.A. Um, I, I, I say, I guess it doesn't quite qualify, but, but Darius Rucker is a great friend and uh, – He's obviously here and, and said that he took the job, told me he took the job just so he could be here for my last Daytona 500. So I guess in a sense, but in a working sense, uh, Darius is here or will be here. Now, the next driver we're going to hear audio from uh, that was a participant in Media Day. And once again, thanks to NASCARmedia.com for helping us out in collecting these audio clips from Media Day. But uh, Denny Hamlin was another driver who was available to the media. And he sits here and discusses with the media his thoughts on Joe Gibbs, if he thought it was really weird and uh, kind of unusual for a head coach in the NFL to transition to become an owner in NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very interesting for me because at the time I was living in Virginia and the Redskins was my favorite team. Uh, that's our home team there in Virginia. And so my favorite football coach starting a race team at a time where I was hooked in the racing bug right there when I was 12 years old, um, it was a uh, it was a perfect combination. I mean, I, I, it's weird. I used to have dreams of like driving the FedEx car. This is when I was a kid before the FedEx even had uh, a race team. And so for me to sign with my favorite <laughs> football coach, have the sponsor that, uh, that I, I had dreams about, it was just really weird that it all played out that way. I mean, I ended up getting the same number that I grew up racing when I was a kid. I grew up racing a purple and white 11, and I I stayed with a purple and white 11 here in my Cup Series. So I think a lot of that, where the dreams came from, is that, hey, you know, at the time, you know, thinking of the purple and white, I was like, it'd be awesome to drive a purple and white FedEx car uh, in the Cup Series. And 10 years later, they, they had a race team. The next question from the media to uh, Denny Hamlin was dealing with who he enjoys racing with at Daytona, who's that favorite driver he loves working with, and also maybe the a driver that pushes him as well and motivates him when he's racing at a track like Daytona. Brad is that person for me um, that I think he's he's very very fair. Uh, he does you know I think that we drive and race similar. Um, I wouldn't have said that early in my career for sure, but uh, I think that we we definitely have very similar styles where we manage our risk but we find our way to, to keep ourselves up front in a manageable way. I mean, it just seems like you know we, we find ourselves up there. Now the results 
we don't always win all the races, but uh, but certainly it seems like more often than not, you'll find one of the two of us, if not both, up front. The next driver available to the media was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And right off the bat, the media's first question to him is, what is good and bad to eat before a race? I mean, I keep it safe a lot of times and go with like uh, just some grilled fish or chicken and rice and some vegetables. Worst thing, um, probably some tacos, Mexican. What kind of tacos, Ricky? Any, any and all. <laughs> well, the next question that, that was asked by the media is asking Ricky Stenhouse Jr. how much fun he's having this week at Daytona. It's been really neat, um, you know, as soon as we won the poll, uh, they were like, hey, we're going to fly out at 6 p.m. to go to New York. And they were gracious enough to let me push that time back so I could go to the dirt track and watch my sprint car team run. And then, then we headed to New York. But, uh, you know, getting there, uh, getting up in the morning and, you know, going to Fox and doing all the shows and then uh, all the interviews in between, uh, it's just pretty cool to see everybody talking about our race team and, and what we were able to accomplish on Sunday. Uh, you know, a lot of hard work went into that this offseason. Uh, a lot of Saturdays, long nights in the shop, uh, long days in the wind tunnel, and um, to see it all kind of come together and, and pay off and, uh, you know, get to see all the media that, that our team was able to get is, uh, is pretty special. I got to enjoy it for a week, you know, or we get to enjoy that for a week before, uh, before the race on Sunday and, um, so it's, uh, it, it is a big deal for our team. All right, so there you go. You heard from uh, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., three of the drivers that you'll be seeing race this upcoming Sunday at the Daytona International Speedway for the running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. And once again, thanks to NASCARmedia.com for providing us with all the great audio from a media day, which was held earlier this week. This is Kim Kuhn from MRN, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie sitting in and I'm so excited to have on the Food Depot hotline right now a driver who was involved in the ARCA Series race this past weekend. will be involved in the Truck Series race coming up this weekend at Daytona and also driving a partial schedule. So please, let's welcome in a return guest to Southern Race Week Radio. It's been a few years, but we're glad to have her back the driver of the number 44 Chevrolet Silverado and the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series for Nice Motorsports. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Natalie <laughs> Decker. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Decker, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of a busy schedule to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. i got to tell you, you've had a very busy week during the Speeds Weeks at Daytona. You started everything off with the ARCA race. You'll be in the Truck Series race on uh, this upcoming weekend at Daytona. But before we talk about racing and everything going on, congratulations. I have been a huge fan of yours. You, you were on the show a couple of years ago, right before uh, Daytona Race Weekend. And to see how you have grown in those two years has been absolutely awesome as a fan. Tell us about the excitement of Nice Motorsports and having a chance to drive and participate in the truck series this year. Yeah, I'm just so thankful that I'm able to do another part-time season in the truck series. And it's a great fit with Nice Motorsports. And I have N29. He's been backing me since I started in the ARCA series from last time we talked. He's still been backing me. And he's able to make this happen again for a part-time 
schedule, and it's so exciting that we're able to start it off here in Daytona. For maybe some of those listeners who might not know a lot about you, tell us a bit about you, Natalie, where you grew up, where you were born, and where did the love of racing uh, grow for you? I grew up in a very small town, um, about 1,200 people, and it's called Eagle River, Wisconsin. And it's so, so small, but I grew up around snowmobile racing. The World Championship Snowmobile Derby is in the town I grew up in. My dad used to own it, and all his brothers and my grandma and grandpa, they all raced snowmobiles. So that's what I grew up around, and that's what gave me the love for motorsports and racing. And so I just, you know, they they loved snowmobile racing, but they also loved NASCAR and Supercross and everything racing. So that's how I got my love for it. And um, that's definitely why it's in my blood. I'm sure for a lot of parents, especially with, you know, young girls who are interested in going into motorsports, it's a dangerous career option. So when you're sitting down with your parents and you're discussing that this is the route I want to go, how was the reaction from your parents as far as supporting you in this uh, venture that you had? They give me so much support. I would definitely not be here if it wasn't for my family and my sponsors. And I'm 29. They became part of my family. I would definitely not be here if it wasn't for them. But when I was about six years old and I told my dad, hey, dad, I want to race NASCAR. Like, this is my goal. This is my dream. I want to do it. He told me I was crazy. He's like, nope, don't get into racing. I did it. You don't want to do it. And I just kept asking him every day he took me to school. And I asked him every single day, dad, please get me a go-kart. I really want to race. I really want to race. So finally, it took a few years, but for my ninth birthday is when he got me my first go-kart. And that's how it all started. Wow. And did you have a lot of drivers that you looked to? Who were some of the drivers that inspired you that you looked up to uh, growing up and getting into NASCAR or motorsports? Well, growing up, I grew up around snowmobile racing. So, you know, I've heard stories about my grandma racing, my grandpa racing, my uncles, my dad, my aunt, everyone racing. So they really inspired me. But I remember one time sitting at home watching a NASCAR race with my dad and um, four was my favorite number and across the screen it doesn't do it anymore it's now like all on the left side well who's in what position but back when I was younger it would go across the top of the screen and in fourth place that passed by so I couldn't see who was in fourth place but I was like who's in 14th I'm gonna cheer for them and my dad told me it was Mark Martin and then he told me this whole story on how when he was younger and he wanted to get into asphalt racing he went down to Mark Martin's race shop and bought one of his old stock from the previous year and I just thought that was so cool to hear that story that my dad raced that guy's car and knew him and met him and um, he just I became a big fan of him and then when social media started coming about following him on Instagram and everything he was just so cool to follow and um, but now definitely last year and the year before I was really looking up to Martin Truex and I was struggling at mile and a half and when he won the championship it was just so amazing watching him at all those mile and a half and I said to myself that that was my goal to get that good and to race like Martin Truex like and be like him and so he, he was definitely my inspiration the last couple of years but this year I have gotten inspiration from Supercross riders um, my boyfriend is so into Supercross, and he's gotten me into it this last this last year. And Cooper Webb, he won the championship last season, but so I'm definitely a big supporter of him, and he inspires me so much and his style and his like 
just how much he loves racing and you can see it in his interviews and his focus and how determined he is that inspires me so much and then also there's another rider um called aaron plessinger and they did this whole video of like previous before their race season started and he was just so fun and like spontaneous and his drive was just crazy and watching him and his interviews they they just inspired me so much so this year I'm like totally going outside NASCAR world and I'm really looking up to these supercross riders and getting my inspiration from them. <laughs> uh, speaking with Natalie Decker, a uh, racer in the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series this year, part-time for uh, Nice Motorsports, there weren't a lot of uh, female drivers for young ladies to look up to. So for you, how is that role for you in inspiring these young ladies? Well, it inspires me so much to see, especially here at Daytona, they had a race going on with a bunch of kids. And I went over there and got to sign autographs and meet all these kids. And I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And it's so inspiring to see all of these young girls. There's so many of them. And when I was younger racing go-karts, there wasn't very many females. So it inspires me so much to see how many more girls are getting involved in the motorsports industry. Well, Natalie, we are just so impressed. I am personally impressed with how your career has skyrocketed here over the last few years and big time notoriety and exposure so uh you know what's the plan this is obviously something you want to do for the rest of your career so what's the next move what is natalie going to do besides trucks and and maybe a few things here and there what's the goal for you in 2020 well this year i'll be doing part-time truck series and i'm also doing a full season in the trans am series i'll be racing a gt4 with ave motorsports i have done previous racing with him in the past with road racing in the ta1 car and I'm really excited for that. This year is just, you know, it's always about learning at any time. Even if you're not racing every single day, you need to learn something new and remember it and be inspired and keep working hard. And that's what this year is about. It's about having fun, going out there and learning everything you can do and being the best self you can be and, and just enjoying it. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you and your career, where can they go to keep up with what's going on with you? I have an Instagram just at Natalie Decker. My Facebook is at Natalie. Um, my Twitter is at Natalie um, Racing. And I also have a website, NatalieDeckerInc.com. And I have merchandise for sale. There's stories on me on there, photos, my racing schedule, and also links to all my other social media outlets. Well, once again, congratulations. Good luck to you here in the 2020 season at Daytona this weekend and wherever tracks you'll be visiting this year. And hopefully we can catch up with you down the road during the season and uh, catch up with what's going on with you. Yes, thank you so much.